Welcome to the Strong for Performance podcast, where we give coaches and consultants practical ideas for taking you to the next level in your business and in your life. I'm your host, Meredith Bell. I interview experts who've walked in your shoes and offer real-world experience that you can apply to your own journey. Welcome to another episode of the Strong for Performance podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Bell, and today I am just thrilled to have with me as my guest, Monica DeMarin. Monica, welcome to my show. Thanks, Meredith. Thank you for having me. Well, one of the reasons I'm so excited to have Monica is because she has personally coached me over the last almost two years now. And the growth that I've seen in myself and the way I approach our business has has been nothing short of just dramatic and, and so positive. And so I'm just thrilled to have Monica here today to share some really valuable information with you all. Monica is now the Vice President of Sales for Proctor Gallagher Institute. And she, before that, or maybe you still are, Monica, an elite level mindset coach with um, Bob's Bob Proctor's organization. And we'll refer to that as PGI. And Bob Proctor, as most of my listeners probably know, has been in the personal development business for almost his whole life. He's now, what, 86? Yeah. 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 So He's just an amazing inspiration to so many people. And Monica has personally worked with him and been coached by him. And now, of course, has influence with people all around the world in terms of the work that she is doing to help them with their own mindsets. And so today you're going to want to take notes because I can tell you, Monica is one of the most exceptional people I know in terms of wanting to give value and just she's an amazing teacher. So with that said, Monica, I want to let people know we're going to be focusing today on the sales mindset and what that entails, because you are such an exceptional salesperson and you don't follow some of the uh, sales strategies that I think a lot of people um, think they have to learn. You have have a different approach. But Before we jump into some of those strategies, I want you to tell people where you started because your journey has been quite amazing uh, to the work you're doing today and where you came from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it certainly has. I mean, I was just telling my story yesterday about thinking back about the last five, six years of my journey and it's been incredible. And I was really ready. I was at a point in my life where I felt kind of like, stuck like I everything was great but on the inside I knew I could be doing more and I didn't know what that looked like I just knew that I wasn't living my full potential uh and so I had my last baby my third baby I have three blessed with three beautiful boys and a loving husband so I'm super super grateful for the life that we have and what I was blessed and for a long time uh we couldn't even have kids so what happened with that actually is I put my mind to work because the doctors told me, no, you can't have kids. And we had tried all the options and just wasn't in our favor. And I thought, you know what, if we are the creator of our reality, I'm going to buy into faith and I'm going to be able to do this as well. And we're blessed with three boys. So 
we're always manifesting what we want or what we don't want. We're always putting this to work. And I, over the years, I discovered how to actually use this in a much more powerful way where I have this complete knowingness. So I'll take you through that journey. But I was stuck. Like I said, I was a hairstylist for 18 years. I loved helping people feel good about themselves, but I wanted to take a deeper dive into the mindset and really show them how to bring out not only feeling good on the outside, but feeling good on the inside. Mm -hmm. That's when everything changed. So I took one of Bob's programs and I completely immersed myself. I fell in love with the material and yeah, it's just so extraordinary how completely vastly different my life is. But internally, I feel like I finally become who I really am. I got to know me so much more. And that's really what this is about. It's a journey. Yes, the income's been great. The people I've, I've helped out, the clients all over the world. I absolutely love waking up to clients' uh, emails and text messages all over the world, and their lives are changing so dramatically. And that is more fulfilling to me than anything. It really, really is. And so I've built this business on my clients creating victories and working with you. You're open. You are very open to receiving and learning, you know, and that was, I think that's the first part is really being open to the possibility of what am I really capable of? Let's really explore that option, not wishing and hoping like, what do I really want? So over the years, I took a deep dive into that. I actually allowed my mind to go there. You know, I feel like a lot of people get scared to actually go into the imagination and really start to develop these vivid pictures of what they want. And when I started to really look into it and say, you know what, this could be possible even for me. I had that little bit of hope, that little bit of hope grew and grew every day as I kept growing my awareness and I kept exploring some options for myself. So fast forward, um, you know, to my journey, um, my first whole year, my first year with Bob, taking one of his programs, really having everything kind of click together for me in the mind, because I would study this from afar for many years. I love the education on the mindset on high performers and I really wanted to get some results now. So my first year, my first seven weeks, I, I wrote a book in seven weeks. I self-published it and I became an international best-selling author. My book hit number one in all of USA and all of Canada. And from that moment, I knew I could put this to work because I didn't think I could write a book. My, my, my English was not great, you know, grades in school. But I thought, I can do this. You were capable of anything. We can shift. There's no limitations. The only limits is what we put in our own mind. So I had this, like, I proved it. Like I did, I went from here to there. And so that was one of the turning points. And then I fell in love with this material and I wanted to coach and mentor people all over the world. So my first year, a lot of dramatic things happen. And every year it's kind of really built quantum leaps every single year from then. So I have now adopted a new mindset, a new paradigm, a new way of living, a new way of thinking. And it has been very, very fulfilling to me. So I'm happy to be here and share all that with you. That's great. So talk a little bit about your own mindset. What is it you're, how do you think differently now than you did say even a year ago, much less five years ago? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I have a lot more. I solely live on belief and faith right now. Like I know that I know, like I know at the core of me that if I want to achieve something, I can do it. I know that. 
as long as I want it and I really truly believe that I can do it in my core, I can do it. Anything I want. So a year ago, I was really developing that belief stronger, that faith stronger. Like if we really look at the mindset, we are the creators of our reality. We're the creators of our life right now, where we're at, you and I talking, Meredith, all around us, our surroundings, we created today. So that was already living in the past. So I knew a year ago, if I want to change that, I have to expand my thinking. I have to go beyond this world that I see in my mind that stretches me. So I'm not going another year producing the same. Five years ago, I did not believe I could do it, but I had that hope. So over the years, I've really worked on that belief. When you believe in yourself, you can move mountains. It's very, very powerful. And now you want to get to a point in your journey where you believe in yourself so much that it causes other people to believe in you as well. It's contagious. Mm-hmm. You know, enthusiasm is contagious. I'm very enthusiastic about life, about mater- this material. So you can tell even when I'm teaching it, you know, when we're talking, you can tell my enthusiasm. I'm completely in love with it. So over the years, I mean, there's a lot of things that I have changed. My self-image has changed. I really put that as a priority a year ago to, re- to really develop that and really bring out that greatness have that person match how I see myself, my most successful self. So I wake up every day and that's how I operate from her. So I bring that future into the present. That's awesome. Uh, I think, you know, you've touched on a number of things. I want to go deeper in this whole idea of, of changing your beliefs over time. When you're coaching your clients or even thinking about coaching yourself, what are some things you encourage them to do? Because one of the things I, I want our conversation to be is very practical for our listeners. And I know you have such a commitment to helping people with specific ideas. What mm-hmm. are, say, two or three things that someone might do if they have, say, a limiting belief that's holding them back, whether it's around how well they can acquire new clients or talk about themselves and their services? Hmm. Well, first, they're not going to believe it, like I said, so the practicality of this, what kind of steps that they can take would be auto suggestion, that is my go to. And if for anyone listening who doesn't know what auto suggestion is, it's the same repetition of one idea over and over and over again, because first, it's going to start on your intellect. And what we want to do is sear it burn it into our subconscious mind. And this is not going to be 20 different things you want to change at once. You're going to work on one or two beliefs that you want to change. Let's say it's money. Okay. And let's say you're at a certain income level, or let's say it's number of sales that you've been kind of sitting at the same and you want to make that jump. Okay. Well, what you're going to do is write out your goal, very clear in the present tense, like you're already there. I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm earning X amount of dollars or I am earning X amount of sales weekly, monthly. And what you want to do, there's three, there's three things I get exercises that I give my clients for auto suggestion. And the first one is you have your goal, you have your affirmation of what you want to create and your chain, the belief system that you want to change. And what you're doing is you're going to go in front of the mirror for five minutes in the morning and five minutes at the, at night. And you're going to look at your eyes in the mirror. This can be really uncomfortable process. A lot of people shy away from this. I did. I certainly did at first. But your eyes are your gateway to your soul. 
And as you keep repeating this new affirmation, you want to put emotion and feeling behind it. Like, I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm earning X amount of dollars. It makes me feel so and use a powerful emotional word. And you repeat that over and over. And as you're repeating in front of the mirror, you're looking at your eyes, but you're seeing visions of you actually accomplishing this. So Mm -hmm. you're anchoring it in. Now you want to do this for a minimum of 30 days. I usually do it. I usually, I, I do it all the time and I do it unconsciously now throughout the day differently. And I'll go into step two and three on that. But when you're doing mirror work at the beginning, just realize it is going to be uncomfortable. You're going to see about a a week or two after you're going to get really comfortable with it. And you're going to actually start to change the belief. You're like, wow, this is actually feeling really comfortable. This is actually attainable for me. What you're doing is you're rewiring, you're changing your programming. That's what you're really doing. Number two, You get a journal and you rewrite the same thing in a journal. It's a different form of repetition. Now, when you're writing, you're not just going to write. You're going to write and you're going to put thought and intention onto it. You may write down one line and stop and just kind of really think about it. You want to get emotionally involved in it, not just doing it on an intellectual basis, because then you're just kind of doing it without any... um, it's not going to have power behind it. Okay. And then the third one, Meredith, what you want to do is I like recording my voice. Um, Sometimes I have um, music like instrumental music playing on the recording. And then I listen to that as I'm cooking or driving, you know, you don't have to be sit and meditate. You can, you can fall asleep to it too, but you're wanting to do that for a minimum of 20 minutes a day. So those three combination on a daily basis to doing that every single day, what you're doing is you're intensifying it, you're speeding up the process, and you're building up your belief 10 times stronger and faster than what you normally do of just doing this maybe, you know, um, a couple minutes uh, here and there throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And then when you do that in the morning, uh, right, because we set our mornings up at the beginning, that's how we win our days is in the morning. When you do your exercises in the morning, then all day long, you operate from that mindset. You operate like someone who's earning that income. You think like that person, you act like that person, you make decisions like that person, you have the right mindset, the right attitude, like that person, the right gratitude. And then you're challenging yourself all day long to think and stay at that certain level of thinking. And what does that do to someone's energy? when they are able to maintain that? Well, it, it's, you get into the enthusiasm of it. You get into the belief system that even for me, that's possible. So your vibration comes from, you know, your current cir- circumstances, your present results, and you jump to that higher frequency. So your vibration is sending out a signal. Like this is a thought energy transfer. You're sending out this signal Like I am ready and willing and able to receive this now. So then all of a sudden you're on this different frequency. You're going to start, people are going to call you or you're going to think of people and you will literally attract your conditions to change, to match that new, that new image you want, that new goal that you want to accomplish. So vibrationally, you're on a completely different frequency. Bob often says that it's that high octane energy. So it really gives you life. Mm-hmm. And that- it also, in my opinion, sorry, I just want to add one more thing. And also in my opinion, when you're going through a big, going towards a big goal, Meredith, you're going to be caught up against fear, doubt, and worry. That's normal. 
Okay, I do want to recognize that. So now you have this big goal, you're focusing on it, you're gonna have your old programming come up and say, you can't do this, or you're gonna have some doubt, this is normal. But when you're focused on that goal, you're going to encounter those thoughts and you're going to be able to go back to that new thought pattern that you want to create. So you keep repeating it so you can plow through that wall and you say, no, you're not going to, you're not going to be in control of me. I'm in control of my mind. And this is how we override it. So we're constantly reframing our mind and we're going to push past that barrier, fear, doubt, and worry because our why, that goal is so important to us. There's got to be purpose behind it. It's so important to us that we can encounter any situation and still maintain that vibration. What do you recommend for someone to get in touch with that purpose? Because I agree with you so much when you have that strong purpose you had talked about asking yourself questions um, mm-hmm. to get at that. Talk a little bit about the questions that can help someone get at that, the kind of purpose, not necessarily my life purpose, but what is it that drives mm-hmm. me every day to stick yeah. with it? You know, I love asking questions. You brought up a really great point. Self-reflection is key to your journey. You're going to have to be able to not ignore A lot of people don't want to self-reflect because they don't want to go inward. They just want to study more. And they're like, if I just take on this more, this chapter or read or study this chapter, then I'll be, that'll be my kind of um, solution. It's a band-aid. Like anyone can be motivated short-term. Long-term success is really going inward, asking yourself questions in depth and really pulling it out. So when you're trying to encounter that purpose, you can ask yourself a simple question like, what is trying to emerge from me right now? What is my higher self trying to unfold? What is that vision? You literally ask for the vision. What is my purpose in life? You're going to get nudges. You're going to get hunches. Your intuition is going to be speaking to you. You may get flashes. It may not be in that moment. It could be when you're driving. I have a lot of clients that get hits of inspiration while they're driving. Bob, Bob gets it. You know, my mentor, Bob Proctor gets it in the shower, like water is very therapeutic. So he literally asks questions. When you surrender to the process, you're loosening the grip. When you ask yourself your questions, you're, you're being open-minded. Now you have to be ready to receive these messages. They're always there. Okay, so I would put an intent prior to asking questions, say, okay, without pressure, because a lot of people think it's going to be this like this big bang that's going to go off. No, it could be so subtle, this little subtle. This is where you want to really tune out the distractions so you can hear. Mm -hmm. But I would ask, you know, what is trying to emerge from me? What is that bigger vision of my higher self? What does that look like? What would I absolutely love to do? What really feels like it's effortless for me to do? And then you start building upon all these little things that you're getting and you're forming a purpose. You're forming a vision for yourself. And I often tell people, a lot of people get kind of stuck on the purpose, the purpose, like really, really like, what is that? And I said to them, I always say to them, when you're in the moment and you're working, that is your purpose at that time. Just have faith that it's going to keep evolving and getting bigger and bigger. But when you do that self-reflection and you go internal and you really seek for that guidance, it will come out. I promise you that. 
You know, Monica, as I was um, listening to you, I thought back to some of our early conversations, and I'm guessing some of my listeners have struggled with what I didn't even know I was struggling with at the time, which was trying to figure out the how-tos. Mm-hmm. And you had talked to me about being mechanical. Meredith, you're being mechanical. And I went, I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing there are some other people that may get caught up in that. So would you talk yeah. a little bit about that and what what you recommend doing to let go of that need to know all the details? Sure, absolutely, yeah. I'm gonna give you a process here right now that you can follow. And it's basically you're surrendering to the process, you're giving up the how. The how keeps you stuck on worry and doubt. The how keeps you questioning, the how gets you to overthink. So surrendering to the process for me, I think it's an act of faith. I do know that. So you don't worry about how you don't wonder if it's going to happen or when it's going to happen. You trust and have faith that it is going to happen. So number one, the first step, what you want to do is you want to have this expectation that good things are going to happen. If your mind is thinking of good things and expecting it to happen, you cannot worry about how. Okay. The second thing you want to do is I already mentioned it. You want to loosen the grip. You can't control it too tightly. If you think it's just going to go one way, you're limiting yourself, you're limiting your goals and you're limiting opportunities. A lot of people, when we set out a new goal, they think of a path on how it's going to get there, their how. Well, oftentimes that's not the way it's going to go. Okay, so you want to be open to change. That's number two, be open to change, loosen the grip. Because as you're moving towards your progress, you're going to have the path change. It's never just here. It's this way. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's the second one. Okay, so when you're open, the how is kind of out there. And the third one is, I call it showing up. You have to show up every day. You have to hold yourself to your goal. You have to be committed to your goal. That means every day, not just once in a while, not that I mean all the time, asking yourself each morning, who do I need to become to achieve this? And then you show up as that person. That's how you override this how. You have no time to worry about, you know, doubt and how and overthinking. And then the fourth one is action. Okay, the universe will open doors for us. Okay, we need to walk through it. We need to not question the how when that shows up. That's another thing. Because then all of a sudden the opportunity is here and they were like, we question it. So knowing that you need what knowing what you need to do is one thing. Okay, but action is another. I say inspired action. Okay, I just love that inspired action. There's no overthinking, you just do it. Ideas don't work unless you work those ideas. And, uh, you know, I say that all the time. So that's how I would worry. That's how I would knock out the how. And when when your why is so strong, you let go of that. You let go of that tension, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that took me some time to understand, but what a difference Mm -hmm. that made just in terms of feeling more relaxed and trusting. And you know, what's tied in with that, I think Monica too, is, is um, trusting your intuition Mm because you just said inspired action. So Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about, because I know that's one of the six 
uh, areas that that Bob says are so important to develop, intuition being one of them. What have you found to be um, successful in trusting or starting to really develop that strength so that you can rely on it and get a sense of, well, and let me explain the context for my question. Sometimes we can doubt whether we're making the right decision and we agonize over, should I do A, should I do B, should I not do anything? And so learning to tune into intuition can help us, I think, let go of some of that angst about Mm -hmm. whether the decision is the right one. Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to clarify with everyone, like, so intuition is always working for us, but we have a lot of noise in our mind. And when you ask a question, the answer is there. Okay. It's instant. The intuition is always talking, talking to us. It's instant, but almost directly, right, right, right. Instantaneously is your behavioral mind. So there's like this little, little, little kind of stacked. Okay. So the behavior, the intuition is always first. So the best thing is to relax and trust it. Mm-hmm. Don't trust it enough. You can meditate. You can do the candle, you know, Bob, Bob says, you know, you light a candle, you just kind of focus on it. That's developing your will to focus. That's going to help you with your intuition. You can trust when you get an idea. Let's say someone pops in your mind, a friend that you haven't spoken to a long time. And all of a sudden they popped in your mind and you call them and chances are, you're going to hear them say, I was just thinking about you. What you're doing is you're, you're developing confidence saying, okay, that works. You can try that exercise. You know, let me think of someone and then boom, you'll think of someone. So Bob told me that early on when I was developing my intuition. But I think the main thing is really relaxing, knowing that it's always talking to us always and knowing that it's the very first thought that we have, then we the behavior mind will get in. But my intuition, if you study anyone in this field or any profession, anyone, athletes, entrepreneurs at high achievers, They've all used their intuition to develop to where they are, all of them. Major decision-making was developed, was, was made through their intuition, through trusting. So, I mean, right now I'm really taking a deeper dive into meditation uh, myself. I'm kind of going and exploring that because that's the part of my journey. I've done it before, but I want to do it differently now. Okay. But I think the best thing is trusting and acting on the intuition immediately. And one of the other things we want to talk about is failure um, Mm -hmm. and the role of failing, because a lot of times we feel like if things don't turn out the way we had hoped that that's, that's a failure somehow. And, Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, we start doubting ourselves and questioning what we're doing and how, so I love your approach to failure and I want you to talk about that to help all of us reframe the way we think about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, well, fear and failure, um, they're both invisible, right? We get to choose into either one of those all the time. Right. But failure is part of the journey. It's just part of the journey. And I really have fallen in love with fear and failure. Because I know on the other side, if I can go through that, that's going to give me the most amount of growth. So I'm open to it. I don't shy away from failure at all. I'm failing about 70% of my days. I'm failing more than I'm winning. 
but I recognize what it is for, you know, I, I don't beat myself up. If I fail, I look, okay, this is a learning curve. This is something where I need to learn so I can get better. So I've changed my perception of failure. I've changed it completely. And I think, um, I think there's so many traps that people fall into that they have to be perfect at this. No, absolutely not. If you're thinking it, you have to be perfect at it, then you're going to be too rigid. You're not going to hear your intuition. Failure is the most beneficial part to your journey. When you see it that way and you're open to it, then you're going to embrace it when it comes. So when something happens, let's say something happens, um, yeah, I was just going to ask you, give an I'll example give you, yeah. of something where you have failed and, and how you handled it. Okay. Well, let's just say sales. Let's just say, let's just say I had someone that I could get on the phone and they were able to invest in themselves, but I didn't sell them. Okay. So I get off the phone and I'm not criticizing myself. I am not, you know, beating myself up about it. I'm looking at it going, okay, that's really interesting. What could I have done differently? Because sales is doing something to somebody, not you're not, you're not, you're doing something for someone, you're helping them. Okay. So I obviously did not do my, my job the way I should if I did not enroll them into one of our programs because I know it would benefit them. So I would look at that and I'd say, okay, you know what? Where did I fail? Where in my presentation did I? Where can I go better at tomorrow? Maybe it was my listening skills. Maybe I did not listen very well to this person. Maybe this person was trying to really tell me something that I missed, an opportunity where I could really help them. So failing is part of success. So I would look at that. So then on my next call or someone I speak to or someone I'm coaching, you know, I know I can take that and start to implement listening better. Listening gives you the, the gift of being four steps ahead. Anyone who wants to learn better listening skills, you want to really look into it. If you're into sales or coaching or mentoring or even, you know, as a mom, I take my listening skills to my kids because they're trying to tell me something in their own language, in their own way, that I have to learn to adapt to how they're communicating with me. Mm -hmm. So see how I incorporate failure, not only in business, but I also incorporate it into my personal life because I want all areas of my life to get better. This is not just in, in work. It's really developing yourself to becoming the best version of you. That's great. And so think about um, what is one thing that you've learned that's besides the things you've already mentioned What's one other thing that you might give my listeners as sort of a final takeaway that would be most helpful for them if they want to have, let's say, 2021 be their best year ever? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say study your attitude, your attitude. You cannot give to others what you're not giving to yourself. Attitude is so important. Attitude is a composite of your thoughts, your feelings and your actions. So if you have a great attitude, you're going to have a great day. You're going to have a great, great results. If you have a poor attitude, you're going to have poor results. Your attitude is number one. It's absolutely everything. It's how you feel about yourself and it's how you go about your day. Like even you showing up today here for me, Meredith, you had a certain attitude. I had a certain attitude. The rest of our days, we have to go about becoming the best at having the best attitude, no matter what situation we have, and be enthusiastic towards it. 
Attitude is very deep. It's not just surface. It's something that you really have to feel internally. Mm-hmm. And when you study your attitude towards everything, you're going to see things differently. But really, really the attitude, Bob and a lot of my mentors have talked about it. It is one of the most important thing. It's everything, everything. That makes so much sense because, and I just thought of something else that I would like to um, have you just talk about briefly. You've alluded to it with the auto suggestions and some of the other things you do, but if someone has this low self image, you know, they've experienced just some, especially in the past year with everything that has gone on with this pandemic, if they've just had one setback after another, and they've had just a real um, kind of thrashing to their self image, what would you recommend as things that a person can do to elevate that and, and get to a good place where they can really create the kind of of world and results that they want? Mm -hmm. Well, a couple of things. Um, You can make the space for it. So look at your environment, number one. Okay, your image, even just cleaning up the clutter around you will clean up some clutter in your mind. Okay, that's number one, because if you're um, being thrashed around by circumstances, then chances are your your physical world is in chaos and confusion. So start cleaning up the mess around you. Number one, okay, you could be amazing how much that feels really, really good. Um, your self image is a reflection of your physical of what's going on outside of you. Maybe you put on better clothes today. Maybe you do yourself up. Maybe you just get yourself out of bed a little bit earlier. That's working with you on your self image. Number one is writing down what is it that I want? How do I want to see me? Your opinion of yourself is the most important. And when you're talking about self image, it's how you see you and how you feel about yourself. So take a look at that. And one exercise everyone can do is um, take out two pieces of paper on one sheet of paper, you write out honestly and truthfully how you really feel in the negative form, all the things that you don't like. And what you want to do is get you want to get it out. Number one, you don't want to hang on to it, get it out. Okay, it's therapeutically, there's symbolic and just kind of getting it out. And we're going to burn that. Okay, but before you burn it, you want to take out that other piece of paper, and you want to use the law of polarities. And you want to rewrite that negative script into a positive script. And that's who you're going to become. That's the self image who you're going to focus on. That's how that's the empowering one. This one here, rip it up, get get rid of it, burn it and say goodbye to that person. It no longer serves you. Mm-hmm. And then you focus on this and it may just be, I asked Bob this question, if you were to do anything to change your self-image in, the, in an instant, what would be the first thing you do? He would say, I would change my clothes into a better suit because he's always wearing suits. So a better suit that to him works. So you want to figure out what works for you. What's your processes. I love going for a jog like that to me makes me feel good or I'll go for a drive or I'll get a nice cup of coffee in an instant. I'm so grateful. It just shifts my mood, shifts my, my image in certain ways. You know, if I'm on, you know, kind of um, on a slump, maybe, you know, during the day, which doesn't happen very often, but I'm human. It happens, mm-hmm. you know, or it, or what I'll do is go in right into the mirror and I'll go into my auto suggestion immediately. So I can shift my focus. Cause what's happening is you're focusing on what you don't want. And remember, whatever you focus on expands. 
So our job is to constantly shift our mind into the image of who we want to become and create and you, we act from that person. Excellent. I just love all the things that you have shared. Is there anything else that before we wrap up that you would like to share that I haven't asked you about or that's coming to you through your intuition right now? Yeah, sure. I mean, fall so madly in love with your vision. So there's no room for lack and limitation or beliefs or, or any of those kind of thoughts. Have an extreme amount of faith and gratitude that it's already yours. You never lose that faith. So faith makes it possible. Faith allows you to see what you can do. It's like blind faith. So it's the absolute best. I would say just fall so madly in love with this new person, this new vision of you this new version of you. So you get rid of all of the scarcity in your heart and you only focus on abundance and prosperity. Excellent. I love that. And speaking of abundance, <clears throat> Monica, you uh, are someone who, who gives and, and you have that abundance mindset. And so I'd love for you to tell our listeners how they can find you, your Facebook group, and what you offer on a weekly basis that they could take advantage of. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Meredith's going to put a link in my private Facebook page. You can come on there and join in. I share a lot of value in there. Some videos every week. I do a weekly call um, Thursdays at 9am. You guys can pop on and we'll share that link. And I, I, I teach there. I do what I love doing on that. Uh, it's an hour of value and I give exercises for you to do so you can progress throughout your year um, and constantly getting better yourself. So you'll see the struggles that I go through because I'm very real on that. But also, um, I would love to have you join on. In my opinion, you can never have enough support when you're going through transformations. That's awesome. And Monica makes this available at no charge. I've been on these calls ever since you started them, mm -hmm. haven't missed a single one because yeah. they are so valuable. And so we'll definitely provide that link in the show notes page, but you can also look up Monica Demarin, it's D-A-M-A-R-E-N on Facebook. And what is the name of your Facebook group, Monica? So that Proctor Gallagher, um, Monica Demarin, if they just Google Monica Demarin, Proctor Gallagher, it'll come up. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Monica. I love what you shared. I love who you are and how you show up in the world every day to contribute to the lives of others. And I want to just personally thank you for the impact you've had on mine. Oh, Great. well, thank you for having me. I'm blessed, very blessed to have be here as well. Thanks, Meredith. Thanks for tuning in to the Strong for Performance podcast. Now, head over to Grow Strong Leaders dot com slash free and grab our ebook listen like a pro you'll find out how to connect on a deeper level with the people who matter to you and while you're there check out our two books connect with your team and peer coaching made simple until next time i'm meredith bell